0: Whether you're a first time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with great info and products to help raise healthy birds in store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days.
1: Barbara Osmus Lowe is the great granddaughter of one of the first Limburger cheesemakers in Wisconsin. While the taste for Limburger cheese has not been passed down to her, the farm property in Greene County has remained in the lineage and is celebrating 100 years. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report with another Centennial Farm Story brought to you courtesy of Compeer Financial. Barb tells me about her family's 100-year-old farm in the township of Clarno between Monroe and the state
0: line. The farm started as far back as we can um, chart. It belonged to somebody named Moritz. M-O-R-I-T-Z, in 1911. Then it got sold to someone by the last name of Freitag in 1917. And then in 1920 is when uh, my grandfather came up with it. They had lived in Albany first and moved down to Greene County to the township of Clarno. And he bought the farm, the acreage, from Mr. Freitag. And that was in 1920. His name was Walter Osmith and he married a gal named Anna Bankert, who comes from, that was my grandmother, comes from the um, Rudy Bankert heritage, who was the first Limburger cheesemaker in Greene County.
1: So uh, what brought your grandfather to Greene County? Why did he move there? Was he farming before?
0: Yes, they were over in Albany, but then they had come from Germany before that, the generations before.
1: Well, tell me about when, when he got the farm. Tell me about the size of the farm, the acreage, and what was he farming?
0: When he bought the farm, it was about probably about 100 acres, and they did dairy farming.
1: What were some of the buildings on it, and are those buildings still around?
0: Uh, unfortunately, not. The, the barn was so old it just deteriorated. However, the um, farmhouse is still there and has been lived in the entire time. We're between folks right now. My brother who lived there and uh, ran the farm passed away back in September. So my sister and I have fallen into, here you go, it's your farm now. And we're in the process of probably getting renters for the house.
1: Let's go back in history again. Tell me how those early years were. Any stories you picked up um, from your grandpa or your parents of of what it was like farming during, uh, let's see, they were World War II, Great Depression era?
0: Very little money, working 24-7 to keep things going. Um, the, The milk from the farm went to cheese factories, and there was a cheese factory just at the bottom of the country in the next country block they had milk went to different cheese factories over the years as you know they evolved some closed some opened but um, milk always went to a cheese factory in fact the last milk went for havarte cheese
1: so as time went on when did your folks uh take over farming, or did they take over yes
0: dad and my mother early in Thelma, I bought the farm August, 1966. Uh, though they had lived on it, the, it's a little confusing. The, the land had two sets of, there's a smaller barn and a farmhouse just across the road. So my grandparents moved into that. And then my mother and father moved into the farm on Haddinger road. Um, August, ninth, 1966, my notes say. And then that was also dairy and uh, milk went to cheese factories.
1: And then uh, you came along at some point.
0: My dad remembered the first thing he remembered when he moved on the farm when he was four, which would have been way back 1925, maybe something like that. He remembers Fairly Long Lane, back to the buildings, which is still there. And he remembers there was a a fence row added, and on that fence row were Concord grapevines. And the Concord grapevines are still on the farm. They're still producing, completely organic. And my mom used to make grape jelly, grape juice, and at one point she got in her life and said, I'm done, and handed me the pot and said, all right, Barbara, you're going to start making grape jelly. So um, grapevines that have been down there on the farm, Concord grape, is are also more than 100 years old, and they're still producing.
1: That's pretty incredible. Do you still make jam or jelly to this day?
0: Oh, golly, yes. Grape jelly. Well, and some of the grapes in the you know, recent years has gone to my son, who's made wine, and that turned out really good, too.
1: Any other memories you have growing up on the farm? How had things changed during your childhood? They told me that they got indoor plumbing when I was born,
0: which was 1949. Ouch. Otherwise, they'd used an outhouse, you know, in a wash tub or whatever. But they got indoor plumbing in 1949. And uh, growing up, I remember the winters being... Just ferociously harder, and there was snow all over the place, and we get snowed in, and so the winter weather has changed from back then.
1: When you were became an adult, did you start taking on farm duties, or
0: well, the farm stay, after my parents died, the farm stayed with my brother, brother Jim, and um, he lived at the farmhouse and did the farming, and he just died this last September. So my sister and I, being the only siblings, have uh, it fell on our laps.
1: So when did the dairying stop?
0: Dairy cows ended probably in, the, the dairy was still going in probably yet in the 1980s, maybe even 1990s, but then it got, you know, it was just too much for one person when my parents had passed.
1: How many cows so, were, were did you did they have?
0: It was a normal barn. It wasn't a mega barn. What maybe 20 down each side of stanchions, 10, 15, maybe 30, somewhere around 30 or 40.
1: Then what did your brother farm on the property?
0: Um he he put in crops to feed the the, the cows and the calves and the pigs and he had oats and corn and oats and hay and straw, and I'm not sure that there was soybeans way back then. I kind of doubt it.
1: But no more animals on the property now? It's It would be a primarily cash crop operation?
0: We rent out the land to some terrific neighbors, and we also have neighbors who bring beef cattle in and put them in the pasture in the summer. Mm-hmm. So there are two pastures with beef cattle in it, too.
1: And you you mentioned plans to rent it out, but what about... Uh, do you have children or does your sister have children? And, and what do discussions look like with them about the farm? The kids,
0: yeah, my sister has two children and we have three. And the kids had written, at the time of parents, grandparents, funerals, had written down memories of the farm and what they enjoyed and riding the bicycles on the country roads and they'd come and help mail hay. And we'd come to the farm pretty often so the kids could experience the the farm life, too. And actually, some of the farmland down there, I own 40 acres of it now at this point, and my 40 acres will be turned over to my son whenever he's ready. Mm -hmm. So it will continue to be in the family.
1: What do you think makes your farm unique? Besides the Centennial Award that you'll be receiving, uh, what makes your farm uh, stand out, maybe, aside from the others?
0: The scenery down there in southern Wisconsin is just amazing with the rolling hills and the little Richland Creek going through part of and it's just peaceful. You know, you hear the roar of tractors. But it's it's so quiet and it's so beautiful.
1: Oh, uh, any other memories you wanna share before I let you go?
0: The the banquets with the Limburger cheese, well I remember that. Like I said, there was a second set of smaller house and barn on the property where my grand grandfather and grandmother lived, Walter and Anna Osmus. And she's one whose father was the Limburger cheese maker. And I remember walking into her house that we could see from the other farm, from the buildings, and walking by the refrigerator and smelling Limburger cheese.
1: And want to describe that scent for us?
0: <laughs> oh, it was pungent. <laughs> so, my uh, dad used to love Limburger and i sandwiches that he'd get at Bumgartner's in Monroe at the bar. The only Limburger cheese maker is in Green County right now, so i'm I know they still have Limburger cheese to sell it um, at Bumgartner's store on the west side of the square,
1: but not for you.
0: No, not so much.
1: <laughs> That's Barbara Osmus Lowe with the story of the Osmus family farm in the town of Clarno in Green County. These centennial and sesquicentennial stories are brought to you by Compeer Financial. You can find more farm stories at midwestfarmreport.com. I'm Stephanie Hoff.